DW Africa Link Zimbabwe has been accused of blocking nurses from taking jobs abroad. Zimbabwean nurses eager to escape deepening poverty say the government is stopping them from pursuing opportunities overseas as it seeks to stem a brain drain of health workers. Elsewhere in Nigeria, doctors live due to poor remunerations and working conditions. We will find out more on brain drain of health workers from Zimbabwe and Nigeria in DW's Africa Link Story of the Week, presented to you by me, Isaac Mugabe. But first, the World News in Brief. DW News With George Okachi the UN has warned of a soaring rights violations in Sudan's western Darfur region amid escalating fighting between the army and paramilitaries. The UN Refugee Agency, UNHCR, says around 800 people have lost their lives in recent clashes. Since April, forces loyal to Army Chief Abdel Fattah al-Burhan, Sudan's de facto head of state, have been at war with paramilitary rapid support forces RSF commanded by his former deputy Mohamed Hamdan Dagalo. More than 10,000 people have so far been killed in the Sudan conflict. Equally, the United Nations has described the floods wrecking havoc in East Africa as a once-in-a-century event. The floods have so far uprooted hundreds of thousands of people in Somalia and neighboring countries in East Africa. It is the most severe floods in decades that comes after a historic drought in the Horn of Africa. UN officials say more than 1.5 million people in Somalia could be affected by the heavy seasonal downpours. The head of Madagascar's lower house of parliament has called for the suspension of next week's presidential elections following weeks of opposition protests. Christine Razana Mahosoa, who leads a mediation group to try to resolve the political crisis, says the current climate in the country did not allow for a free and credible vote to be held as scheduled on November 16th. She says the poll should be delayed to ensure what she called peace and harmony in the country. This news is coming to you from DW in Bonn, Germany. German Chancellor Olaf Scholz says his country's government wants to invest more in the military over the coming decade. However, he rejected a return of compulsory military service in order to strengthen the troops, instead assuring the military leadership of higher investment in defense in the long term. Nobody can seriously doubt what we in Germany have been avoiding for a long time, namely that we need a powerful armed forces. We need armed forces that are capable of protecting our country, armed forces that are ready with the capabilities, personnel and material to defend the security of the alliance's territory wherever the alliance needs them. U.S. President Joe Biden and his Chinese counterpart Xi Jinping will meet on November 15th in the United States, the White House has confirmed. The meeting in California, the first between the leaders of the world's two biggest economies in nearly a year, will include talks on trade, Taiwan and managing their tense relations. Xi is visiting the U.S. next week from November 14th to 17th, according to China's foreign ministry. He will attend the Asia-Pacific Economic Cooperation APEC Summit in San Francisco.
And finally, Nathan Teller says it would be a dream come true to make his debut in Nigeria in the 2026 FIFA World Cup qualifiers next week. The 24-year-old Bayer Leverkusen winger has been named in the Super Eagles squad to face Lesotho and Zimbabwe. Left out in the 23-man squad are Victor Osimen and Samuel Chukwize for the upcoming qualifiers. Both Napoli striker Osimen and AC Milan winger Chukwize were injured on international duty last month and are yet to recover. And that's the news. For more stories on Africa, check out dw.com forward slash Africa or follow our DW Africa page. My name is George Okachi. Welcome to DW Africa Link Story of the Week about the brain drain of health workers from Zimbabwe and Nigeria. I'm Isaac Mugabe. Let's kick off with Nigeria. In a bid to prevent a mass exodus of doctors and paramedics from Nigeria, the National Assembly this year proposed a bill to prevent health workers from leaving the country for five years. But it has generated a heated debate. Nigeria has become a major recruitment source for health and social workers, something that concerns the government. Recruitment agents from overseas have turned hotels into recruitment centers where experienced and newly qualified doctors wait in line for job opportunities abroad. The exodus of the doctors from Nigeria is known locally as JAPA. Many Nigerian doctors and paramedics who spoke to DW called the proposed law discriminatory and an infringement on the rights of the young Nigerian doctors. Why are they allowing their own children to go abroad? Why are they themselves going abroad, you know, for medical treatment and all those? Are they not public servants? Then they should legislate also that they will remain in the country as long as you are in the Senate or House of Representatives. Legislate that your family member will stay in the country, your treatment will be in the country. By the time we brought out that issue, they say no, that will be against their human rights. So will legislating against doctor movement not be against his human rights? Government, first of all, need to put their money where the mouth is. We know that in 2011, when there was an Abuja declaration that uh, the health sector will get 15% of the annual budget, that has not really taken effect till date. Uh, the health sector is poorly funded. Personnel are poorly paid. Equipments are not available for us to work with. So if government address these things seriously, I think it will be able to reverse the brain drain and it will become brain gain. If I have opportunity to leave this country, I will leave uh, <laughs> because, I mean, I won't say without a uh, work because there is nothing in this uh, country. I'll go because you can be working for 40,000 uh, before you move your transport, everything, feeding, clothing, house rent, your money is gone. In support of those views you've just heard from Nigerian doctors and paramedics still working inside the country, a section of Nigerians in support of the migrating doctors who want to leave and hope that they will return home to share their skills. In addition, the remittance they make back home improves not only the livelihoods of their immediate family members, but also are a major boost to Nigeria's economy. Let's listen in. Those who leave Nigeria as migrants, it all depends. I mean, people are leaving because the environment, Nigeria as a country, is not conducive for them to live in. Now, if Nigeria gets better, if we have a government that puts structure in place, that makes the 
environment conducive, people will come back. It's not really easy for them out there. It's actually better to live in Nigeria. It's easier to work. It's easier to raise families here. So really, people going out there is just to make ends meet because things like security that they can't get in Nigeria, they are getting it out there. So if all those things are put in place in Nigeria, yes, people will definitely come back. We've seen this kind of move before in the early 90s and late 80s. It is, yes. And um, some people still came back. So if the environment is better, like I said, yes, people will come back. All the endowment that we have, the political class have not been able to build on the manpower that we have. So people have to leave. Uh, when you look at it, most people who are living are medical doctors, people in the medical field, because they are more appreciated out there. So... If you are in this country and you happen to suffer from a serious ailment, you're on your own. It's only God that will save you because the people that should take care of you have left. The migration is not a bad thing at all. In fact, migration is good. But uh, when I bring it down to what is happening now in the country, four things are equal. Migration is very good. If I... Ordinarily, everything is okay, and I want to migrate to another country either to better myself, get more degrees in a better way, get more qualified. That's okay. But most people that are migrating from Nigeria are migrating because of hard times. There are people who would rather be here and do what they do than migrate. But when things are not working well for them, they go to look for greener pasture. At least. When you go wherever it is, whether Europe, UK, wherever, you can always find something to do, no matter how menial. Africa Link, every weekday, here on DW. Let's now shift gears and head to Zimbabwe. Nurses in Zimbabwe told DW that the government is preventing them to take up overseas jobs by withholding crucial documents. Zimbabwe's government wants to stop health workers' exodus reduce brain drain fueled by low pay and high inflation and to break it down nurses earn less than 200 US dollars with some having to work as street vendors between shifts to make ends meet the withholding of crucial documents is now spawning corruption as desperate individuals try to make it abroad to remind you then in 2020, at the height of the COVID-19, the International Council of Nurses estimated that there is a global shortage of 6 million nurses and the effects of the pandemic will drive health worker migration from the low- and middle-income countries. In a moment, we'll be hearing from the chairperson of Zimbabwe Trade Union, but first is a report from Harry by a correspondent, Privilege Mushaniri. His report begins with one of the affected health workers. I had to give up. Uh, on my prospects of uh, a job settling in the UK. I had high hopes that since I was working in private and not being bonded by government, still things would go through. But, well, it was all the same uh, for everyone. I couldn't see light at the end of the tunnel. I just had to stick around and um, maybe scout for local opportunities. That is Wellington Tandi, a registered nurse, narrating his ordeal. Tandi lost out on job prospects after paying more than 500 US dollars required for processing verification papers in Zimbabwe needed in the United Kingdom. 
Tandi is one among hundreds of nurses who cannot leave the country because of the restrictions the Zimbabwe government has adopted to stop the brain drain of health professionals. His case is not unique. The restrictions are also affecting other Zimbabwean nationals already working abroad but want to move to other countries for other opportunities. Jeffrey Karombo's wife has been working as a nurse in the United Kingdom for more than two years but wants to move to Australia. The process of uh, getting verification letter from the Zimbabwean government through the Minister of Health is a very frustrating one. It has taken us more than eight months now and we are still waiting. In terms of planning, you are kept in limbo. All those bottlenecks are not necessary. It's not fair. The bottlenecks put by government have now led to corruption. Unconfirmed reports say desperate health professionals are paying as high as $1,500 US for a document that used to cost $20. Nurses unions have raised a red flag. Simbarashi Tafirenika, president of the Zimbabwe Urban and Rural Council Nurses Workers Union, explains. We are creating bottlenecks and corruption will grow. It is being alleged that some of the nurses are actually approaching the relevant authorities so that they can bribe to get that document. On its part, the Zimbabwean government says Western countries should compensate for recruiting its health professionals. Here is Trifin Zukutu from the Health Services Board, which is in charge of recruiting nurses and doctors. As developing countries, we are spending a lot of scarce resources in training our health workers and only to lose them to developed countries. So it is very ideal if such support could be given in terms of monetary investment or material resources. The country's vice president, Constantine Chiwenga, also announced plans to criminalize the foreign recruitment of health staff. If people die in hospitals because there are no nurses and doctors, and somebody who has been so irresponsible of not training their own nationals, but wanting poor countries to train for them, it's a crime. Why should we go and labor for other people? Instead, we should labor for our own country. But nurses say it is unfair for the government to stop them from leaving when many of them earn less than $300 a month. Edmund Chitoa is a nurse who now works in the United Kingdom. The biggest crime against humanity would be having nurses and doctors and all other healthcare professionals work in an under-equipped environment, expecting uh, professionals to give cheap labor because you don't want to pay them. That is an abuse and that is a, a, a human rights violation on its own. Zimbabwean health workers feel government is holding them at ransom. Earlier this year, Zimbabwe banned healthcare workers from striking for more than three days, introducing penalties of up to six months in jail. The World Health Organization say Africa may have a 5.3 million shortage of health workers by 2030 if the current trends of migration by the workers is not contained. Now it's time to delve deeper into Zimbabwe's health workers' situation and why the government is blocking nurses from taking jobs abroad. To help me analyze that is Jafet Moyo, the chairperson of Zimbabwe's Workers' Trade Union. Zimbabweans are flocking outside the country because uh, 
things are not good inside the country yet. Uh, conditions of employment for a number of uh, sectors uh, are very, very poor. Low wages, bad conditions of employment. I think uh, there is a dispute within the public service at the moment because they are not in a position to agree on better conditions of service and wages. So obviously people are likely to go out. Therefore, for us as a country to then have a policy where we block individuals from going outside the country, that would be very, very unfair. My view, our view as trade unions is that uh, workers are supposed to be allowed to go wherever they want to go uh, so that they can be able to improve their standard of living, uh, probably uh, also enhance their livelihoods uh, because wages in Zimbabwe are very, very low. So it is very unfair if ever there is a policy decision that uh, um, professionals are not supposed to leave this country. That policy is a wrong policy. We believe that there should be free movement of people. Thousands of health workers have already left Zimbabwe in search of better wages and improved working conditions. Isn't it high time that the government of Emerson Munangagwa resolved the issues of wages rather than criminalizing brain drain? Actually, I think the, the, the best way, if you wanted to stop the flow, if you want to step the flow of people from leaving the country, you address the push vectors. Uh, so I totally agree with those people that says, if you don't want your nationals to leave your country, attend to their issues. If it is jobs, attend to the issues of jobs. If it is the issue of conditions of employment, attend to that. If it is about quality education, attend to all that. If it is about health issues, attend to all that. So that's the best way, the push factors. What is it that pushes people to flow outside the country? Let's attend to those issues. So the best way is not to criminalize those who want to trek outside the Zimbabwe, wants to leave the country. The best way is to see what is it that people are yearning for, what people want, and they attend to those issues. That's the best way to deal with uh, this, the current situation of uh, the brain drain. Now, the brain drain of health workers presents a serious threat to the provision of health care and the achievement, I mean, of the health-rated sustainable development goals in Zimbabwe. How much advocacy have you done for health workers in terms of salaries and other remunerations to be improved? If we say uh, uh, we have to achieve certain goals by year 2030, whatever year, or healthy for all, we can only achieve all these things uh, if we are if we are able to retain the professionals that we have trained over the years. Uh, if we are able to keep them inside the country, then we will be able to say a healthy by 2030 health for everyone. Uh, but uh, if we don't address those push factors that I alluded to earlier, we are likely to miss uh, to these set goals uh, on health issues um, because uh, obviously um, our 
health institutions are likely to run sh short of uh, personnel uh, uh, to men to, 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 to man these institutions. So it is a it is a risky situation that we are facing at the moment, uh, until and unless uh, these uh, issues that we spoke about earlier are, are, are addressed. So the best thing is uh, if we want health for everyone by 2030 or whatever year, if we want to achieve these SDGs related to health by whatever year we are talking about we should be able to provide good conditions of employment, an environment that is uh, conducive for professionals to stay in the country. The World Health Organization, WHO, introduced a safeguard that is a red list that includes Zimbabwe to stop rich countries from poaching from poorer countries with staff shortages. Has that helped? Uh, I, I don't think it would uh, stop people from... Um, going outside the country. I think we do have a number of people that at the moment are doing even odd jobs. Uh, doctors probably doing odd jobs outside the country because they are not able to get the necessary paperwork. Uh, because the government has put, um, I think, um, um, mechanism to make sure that uh, it becomes difficult for these individuals to get reference letters or whatever letters they are supposed to get for them to be recognized outside the country. What is my point? My point here is that uh, we will not be able to stop hungry people from going outside the country. Whether the government put mechanism to make sure it becomes a bit difficult for individuals to live, but individuals will still live as long these push factors remain with us. So. The red list that Zimbabwe is going to um, remain poor after professionals have been pushed by rich countries. Unfortunately, that is what is going to happen at the moment. Uh, people are making their decision based on their stomachs. Right? If, if I am not able to uh, improve my educational qualifications if I'm not able to sustain my family and I feel that uh, I'll get that in India or get that in the UK I will leave if I'm a professional, a health professional so we are not going to stop that. So rich countries become beneficiaries it is not the rich countries that come and steal people, it is uh, the desire of individuals in the country that pushes them to be outside to those rich countries and they find the doors open. So it is an unfortunate uh, red flag that people are going to ignore in, in, my, in our view as trade unions. Uh, we have lost members actually uh, as trade unions. Uh, we have seen uh, uh, our members uh, live in employment, going to those rich countries uh, because they want uh, better lives for them and their families. The government has put those bottlenecks, like restrictions in terms of issuing licenses to health workers, and they are now taking up anything else to do other than their professions. We do have a number of professionals that have uh, sort of uh, diversified or, or left... Uh, or doing something what they were not trained to do uh, if uh, the push comes to shore. Uh, because uh, 
if uh, you are not able to get the necessary approvals uh, here, uh, we end up leaving the country and doing something else. Unfortunately, sometimes very, very odd jobs uh, when they are professionals. Uh, we have this instance where we find doctors sweeping uh, airport floors in Europe. Uh, it is a very unfortunate situation. But um, uh, I think the more restrictions we put, the more we impoverish our people outside the country. Because the same individuals who are supposed to be doing their professional jobs outside, they find themselves now on the bottom ladder doing something else different, something that they were not trained to do. A very unfortunate situation. And they are putting them in a, a very disadvantaged uh, situation by not uh, providing the necessary documentation. The government has put those bottlenecks like restrictions in terms of issuing licenses licenses to health workers and are now taking up anything, isn't it? Other countries like Ghana have recognized the importance of diasporans, which encourages enhancement of skills and remittances back home, to say the least. What should the government of Zimbabwe do in terms of recognizing the positive aspects and what health workers can bring into the country? Uh, actually, um, at, at the moment, uh, the, this country, this economy, uh, is benefiting a lot from remittances from the people in the diaspora. Uh, whether these people are professionals or uh, ordinary workers outside there, but uh, the economy has benefited from the remittances from outside the country. So the, the more we then encourage our people uh, to go outside there, it becomes uh, so it, it, it is not an offense, it is not bad to export labor. Uh, there are many countries uh, that have grown their economies by exporting labor. We are giving good examples uh, like uh, the, um, the, the, the example of Cuba. Um, uh, the Nordic countries uh, 100 years ago, they became rich, they exported their labor to America. So uh, it has been a practice all over the world that you can benefit if you have an orderly, if you have an orderly, but if you then put bottlenecks, when actually you have been benefiting, I think we are just shooting ourselves uh, underneath the foot uh, because of the, the the resources that we we need so seriously as a country is the resources that we are trying to block by uh, making restrictions for people to to go outside the country. So as a country, we can benefit from allowing as many people as possible to go outside the country and we benefit from the remittances. Mm -hmm. Lastly, and Zimbabwe's Vice President Konstantin Chiwenga has also announced plans to criminalize foreign recruitment of its workers. It's not yet clear how that, that is going to be implemented in, in practice. Uh, politicians will always say anything in their gatherings, but um, law is law. Uh, unless if they say they will not be able to issue passports. Uh, as long people have got the passports to be able to travel outside, what it means is that people will be able to go outside Zimbabwe and uh, look for greenhouse pastures. Uh, we do have uh, institutions of higher uh, learning that are recognized. So there, there will be a time where um, 
these uh, reference letters are not a necessity. You understand what I'm saying? Where prospective employers will be able to recognize uh, certificates that is being produced by uh, the citizens that are going outside the country. So even if you put a law that says they're not going to authorize by not giving uh, these reference letters, but you will not be able to stop people from getting passports and traveling. So people will always go outside the, the country. So they can uh, help with those restrictions, but those restrictions are not going to, I think, uh, um, assist uh, in the near future because people will still go outside the country. In, I think in other um, uh, uh, disciplines, not the health, other disciplines, um, um, these letters are not necessary. Uh, if I do it, if I have a class one genuine certificate, do I need a, a certificate to go to Australia? Probably no. I don't need any certificate from the, the Ministry of Manpower. I just produce my certificate and I'm accepted. So brain drain is likely to happen whether we want it or not. Uh, probably we will be able to make restrictions where we, as a government, we are supposed to to give them uh, reference letters. But uh, criminalizing someone to go and work outside the country, legally that is not going to happen. It's not going to work. And that was the story of the week on brain drain of health workers in Zimbabwe and Nigeria. Many thanks to my producer, Crispin Wakidewo, and the program assistant, Celestine Wasiki. And on behalf of the rest of the Africa Link team, I'm Isaac Mugabe, wishing you a splendid weekend ahead. And until next time, bye for now. minds.